Faith, family, freedom, hope, and opportunity. You're listening to Freedom Rings. I'm your host, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Welcome to another podcast of Freedom Rings. You know, it's so exciting for me to be able to introduce each of you to some of these wonderful, happy warrior freedom fighters (laughs) that are coming to Capitol Hill. And today, a new representative-elect, Yvette Harrell from New Mexico. And she is no stranger to breaking glass ceilings, to charting her own path. And that path has carried her all the way to the U.S. House of Representatives. Yvette, welcome. We're delighted to have you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, this is probably the most humbling and grateful experience of my life, but I'm really lucky. I grew up born and raised in New Mexico. Uh, My parents still live there. I have one sister in New Mexico, one that lives out of state. But, you know, we grew up in a small town uh, where we had that community vibe all the time, working with our neighbors and grew up in a Christian home. And then I've been blessed. I am a job creator. So as I've grown up and gotten into different um, opportunities that have been presented to me, I've, I've owned my own business. So I get what it's like to sign both the front and the back of paychecks. But then I started understanding just the importance of who was making decisions for us on every level of government. Now, is that what led you into service in the State House of Representatives? You know what? For me, it was, and I don't think this is unique, um, but after 9-11, I started understanding, here we live in the greatest country in the world, and it was under attack. And I think for myself and many other Americans, there were two things that happened that day. Number one, to ensure we had the right relationship with God, and then to pay attention to what was happening on a global and national um, platform. So that prompted me, and it was just a natural fit to get involved in politics. I had done a lot of uh, a lot of volunteer work with Hurricane Lily, Hurricane Katrina, um, but so serving was just the natural fit. So I worked on some campaigns. Ended up running for the state house, uh, District 51, won that, and served for eight years, and then, of course, gave up that seat to run for the U.S. House. But I knew all along that who was making those decisions and how the up-and-down votes affected people, whether it's a community, a family, an industry. And I knew how important that was. And so, for me, I wanted to be part of the solution. Wonderful. And so it really is those first principles and freedom that pulled you into public service, wanting to protect that freedom of religion, wanting to protect that free speech, wanting to protect those values that we cherish as Americans. And along the way, you were breaking glass ceilings. Right. And you were opening new doors of opportunity. Now, you're the first... Native American to come to Congress as a Republican, correct? As a Republican, yes. I am enrolled uh, with the Cherokee Nation out of Oklahoma. You know, I'm very proud of, of my heritage. We, But, you know, during our campaign, we didn't make it a identity campaign or, you know, because my feeling is I'm an, an American and I want to serve all the people of New Mexico and obviously the <clears throat> nation. Um, But yes, it is a very unique and great opportunity. And you just 
all of it hasn't exactly settled in yet, but the responsibility laid before all of us and so many great women coming into the U.S. House in this cycle. It, I couldn't be more excited to work with all of them and, and of course, the members that are already here. But this is going to be a, a great opportunity for, for America. I think it is a great opportunity for our country because they're going to see mm-hmm. what conservative women, when they join together, right. can accomplish. And I fully believe that they're going to appreciate the work that we do to protect women, to protect children, to yeah, open doors of opportunity, to give people hope for for better days. Oh, for sure. And when you look at the class that's coming in, just the diversity in the women that ran and won. I mean, I believe this year they had more women running nationally right. than ever before. But I look at all of them, different age groups, different backgrounds, dis- different businesses, different life experiences. But one thing they have in common is the ability to and the willingness to serve and to really represent their pr- respective districts and to work together. And, and like you said, bring some of these ideas to the forefront front and and really be a part of solving problems and opening up doors for future generations for sure. Well, I had the opportunity to do some radio in your race, and it was so interesting uh, as I was working on different races and working with different candidates around the country. My eye kept being pulled to New Mexico, and I would say something is happening here. New Mexico is a very pro-life state. They're a pro-business state, and I know the issue of fracking became central to the campaigns in New Mexico. What were the issues that were the center of your campaign? Well, and it was a really interesting dynamic because prior to COVID, the conversation was very different. It might have been, you know, border security, um, Second Amendment, things of that nature. And the district, just in case people don't realize, it goes from the Arizona border to the Texas border. So within the district falls a large portion of oil and gas production. But then we also have large uh, ranching and um, ag operations. But it was interesting because as the COVID came into play, the dialogue changed. And at first there were uncertainties what was going to happen. Now we're really talking more about let's open up our economies. And as I was running the last uh, several weeks of our campaign, I would remind people, look, this is not just Yvette Harrell. This is about one nation under God. This is about free markets, Second Amendment, life, you know, federalism. These are things that are important to our nation and our district as a whole. And that resonated with many of the uh, Democrats that live in the district, because like you mentioned, it is very much a pro-life district, uh, very much a pro-Second Amendment, yeah. but also very much a free market. And when the fracking conversation started happening, that is the lifeblood of New Mexico. It employs thousands of people. And we already you know, saw the hit with the market conditions, then with COVID. But then to have you know conversations happening on a national platform that are saying, oh, you know, we might go green and get rid of fracking <laughs> and eliminate the fossil fuels, that prompted people to very much pay, pay attention and drove many people to the polls because we were voting to save our jobs and save our industries and in that save our communities and save all of the other um, uh, sources of income that are attached to the oil and gas industry. Mm -hmm. Well, talk to me for just a minute about what freedom means to you. When you get up in the morning and you, you get ready to head to work, talk about what drives you and what freedom means. 
Yeah. You know what? And just like you, um, we woke up in the greatest country in the world today. And when I think about the sacrifices and looking at the sacrifices before me, so many people did so many things in order for me to live in a country where I could wake up, live where I want to, pick a career path I want to, run for office if I want to. And you look at what our founders did, our constitution, you look at being able to have opportunities and the ability to have a prosperous life. The dream dream as big as you want to dream, but you can't do that in every country. We can vote. We can live where we want. We have opportunity to voice our opinions, our concerns, to change things. So many people around the world do not have that freedom. And that's why People want to move here. They want to live here, whether they try to get here illegally or legally. But to have that freedom of speech, of religion, to have a voice that really does count, it there's no way to really put it into words. But I always think back on our history and look at how many sacrifices our military, our founding fathers, you know, people sacrificed everything they had so that we could sit here today, do a podcast that everybody in the country can listen to. That's that's such a unique opportunity uh, to have the liberties that we can exercise and the love of country. And I want to protect that, not not for myself, but for the future generations so that they will realize the the opportunities that are before them. And it it's just, it's an amazing thing. And being in the capital city, be, looking at the capital and really letting that freedom and that the ability to live in this nation just it gets you, you know, it makes mm-hmm. your heart just just pound a little harder because, you know, you're in a nation that really is is unique in every way. And it works and it's worth protecting. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to continue serving not only on the state level, but then move up to the federal level. We know you're going to have a wonderful impact and a lasting impact, not only for New Mexico, but for the nation. So thank you all for joining us today for Freedom Rings. You have met Representative-elect Yvette Harrell from New Mexico. She's been breaking glass ceilings for a long time. We're going to see what she accomplishes here in Washington. Thank you for listening to this episode of Freedom Rings. You can follow me on Twitter at Vote Marsha, Facebook at Marsha Blackburn for Senate, and on Instagram at Team Marsha. And you can always find us online at MarshaBlackburn.com. The Freedom Rings podcast is edited and produced by Jared Cummings. Executive producers are Conservative Partnership Center and Marsha Blackburn. Together, we make Freedom Ring.